Hi, welcome to WOMA podcast. WOMA is the Western Regional Component of American College of Occupational and Environmental Medicine. WOMA podcasts are a benefit for WOMA members to stay current on topics of interest to occupational and environmental medicine physicians. Today, we are thrilled to be joined by a resident physician in occupational medicine, Dr. Spencer Walzer. Dr. Walzer graduated from the University of Queensland in Brisbane, Australia, and later he did two years of clinical training at the Oshner Clinical School in New Orleans. Presently, he is an occupational medicine resident at Loma Linda University and is in PG year one. The VOMA Education Committee members involved in planning this session have no relevant financial relationship to disclose. Dr. Walzer's poster claimed a lot of acclamation at a recent walk in Napa, October 2022. The poster topic was catching the snitch or the consequences, profiling incidents of concussions and Quidditch players. Welcome, Dr. Walter. Tell me a bit about your poster. Oh, yeah. So uh, thank you for the introduction. I'm real excited to be here. So my poster, some of my colleagues and I, we looked at uh, the injuries that took place within uh, the professional players of Quidditch. And what we found, interesting enough, is that concussions were very common. We found that like 25% of the respondents had confirmed concussions. Um, but what was more interesting is that 20% on top of that had like uh, probable concussions, but they didn't go see proper evaluation. And even all the ones that got hit in the head, only 39% of them went to a doctor. And so we found this paper is that about 39% got evaluated. Of that 39%, 25% had confirmed concussions and 20% had probable concussions. And so we felt that that was kind of an interesting uh, question to look at, an interesting dynamic. Tell me, Dr. Walter, how does this concussion in sports like Quidditch is relates to occupational medicine? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I've been asked that a few times. I think there's a two ways in which it relates to occupational medicine. Uh, one, somewhat of an indirect way, you know, obviously it has a lot of sports medicine related aspects to it. But as we can see, a lot of injuries that can take place in the workplace also can occur in sports or in our daily lives. And so looking at uh, the science or the injuries that are taking place elsewhere can help us understand the treatment that we render within occupational medicine. Another one is what I found was super interesting to me, which is why I presented this at WOMA conference, was that 100% of the respondents, um, and it's rare to have 100% of anything, but 100% of respondents had other forms of employment. They were getting paid to play uh, Quidditch but their main source of income or their main uh, hobbies or lifestyles would be going to school, for be lawyers, engineers, um, nurses, uh, food service workers, a whole range of jobs and environment. But what a large portion of them were getting hit in the head, were getting concussions, were not getting evaluated properly, and then the next day would be going to work. And you know the issues with con concussions, headaches, and everything like that. I felt. Could, could possibly play a role in the safety or how they perform in their, in their job. So kind of looking at pre-existing conditions, you know, how does it affect it? And if they get hurt at the workplace, you know, 
Is it due to workplace negligence or whatever? Or is it due to this concussion that they got at their other employment playing footage? And so I felt that, you know, a combination of, of those things, one, injuries take place everywhere and it's good to understand them. And two, that 100% of the respondents had employment elsewhere that they were then seeing like the next day or the next week and not getting proper treatment. And I felt like that was a little risk. And for occupational medicine physician, I felt like that would be a good question to bring up at the conference to open up discussion. Your study mentions concomitant employment as being a factor that may complicate the determination of causation. Why does that matter? Well, as like an occupational medicine physician, you know, if they hurt one workplace or another, you know, you're still going to treat them. Um, so in some ways, uh, maybe uh, we get caught up too much on like, you know, where did it occur? But uh, as far as the work comp system goes, and um, as occupational medicine physicians, we deal with work comp directly a lot more than other physicians do. And so it is important to understand true causation. Um, for the patient or the worker, uh, their care is going to be the same. doesn't matter if it took place in the hospital, if they're a nurse or took place at the restaurant, if they also work nights, you know, as a food service worker, they're still going to get the best treatment they get, but how work comp or what business, you know, puts the bill or how that is determined um, is, is a factor. And that's just part of healthcare. It's not all directed to treatment of the worker or the patient, that all those factors kind of go into play. And so understanding true cause or, causation, like we talked about with my paper, I brought my paper to bring up that discussion was someone gets a concussion playing Quidditch, but then they make a medical error or a needle stick or something happened the next day as a nurse, you know, is it the facility of the nurse that's the problem or where was it again, the concussion and the employment just was unaware of the history of concussions and damage. And so they weren't able to properly put in places to protect that employee and the employee didn't communicate that well because they didn't understand the risks they had at their other job. Thank you. Just want to ask you about what are their thoughts about the pre-existing conditions and the pre-employment process? And uh, how do you think we can detect these conditions in a pre-employment process? Um, and like a history of concussion? And if so, what fields do you suggest we focus on? Yeah, I mean, understanding pre-existing conditions is, is important um, to, one, protect the employee, to put, protect the employer as well, but mainly the, the employee, the future worker. They have pre-existing condition of, like, lumbar strain, and it's chronic, and they're always getting it that maybe the best course of action isn't to be employed, you know, in an Amazon warehouse where they're lifting 50-pound, 40-pound, 30-pound boxes all the time. And so as, even though I don't determine as an occupational medicine physician, I don't determine if they get the job or not, it's important for me to discuss with the employee, you know, this is the job expectations you're going to have. These are the conditions that you have right now. This is the best way to mitigate or to decrease the risk of future injury. And that will protect them. That will allow them to continue working, uh, protect them from future disability. So it's in the best interest of the worker and also the best interest of the employer so they can put them in the places where they can, uh, you know, thrive. They can best work the, the good, uh, like a mutualistic relationship. And as far as like 
occupational medicine, we can't ask for everything. So understanding the job description, um, what their duties are, is important. That's why I think sometimes it's important to go on like site visits. Re recently, we went to Firehouse uh, to kind of see what they do. And so there's one thing to read, and another thing is to actually see kind of what they're doing. And it gives me much more like, in-depth understanding of the questions I need to ask someone who's going to work as a paramedic or in a, in a fire station. And so I think to get to the last point of your question, what fields should we focus on for certain things? And I think it, it really is dependent on understanding the job description, understanding what their duties are, and then focusing on pre-existing conditions that would affect that for like an engineer or a doctor that have a history of concussions for now, since that's the main point of this paper, but it's just to bring up the, you know, the questions. But if they're not in a high intellectual field, it, concussions are important, but maybe we focus more on, you know, like lumbar strains for an Amazon workhouse, like for instance. And so a lot of it is, falls onto the occupational medicine physician um, and also the employer to give you an adequate description of the job so that you can then screen appropriately. But I think just using a general screening is, is highly ineffective and does a disservice to the employee and the employer. What are your next steps for this study? Do you plan to publish it? Yeah, so I've talked to uh, a few of the other authors on the paper. Some of them have gone to present at other kind of modified in emergency medicine or sports medicine. And one thing I really wanted to do for me and why I'm holding off publication at this time is I want to follow up with one more survey. Because right now I just have, you know, like a, a one-time point of case series report of this is the data. So do 25% of the respondents have concussions? Did that happen per year? Or is that over the their career? Because that's very different, you know, scenario. If I say 25% of Quidditch players get a concussion during their career versus 25% get it every single year. And so having another year follow-up, I'd be able to see the change from year one to year two, especially if I'm able to follow up with the same players. I know some players come in and out, but understanding the year-to-year -year changes can give me a better understanding of the true prevalence and incidence of concussions and other injuries. And I want to get that data so that when I publish it, it it's just a little bit more useful. There's a little more oomph to it. Okay. Coming to your personal life, what are your career goals after residency and what kind of employment are you looking for as an occupational medicine physician? Yeah, I mean, occupational medicine is such an amazing field. There's, it's so broad and what you can do. Um, some people definitely go like a toxicology environmental route. Some do more administrative corporate medicine or clinic. And I've so far I've enjoyed all aspects of occupational medicine. I still have a year and a half to go. So I'm kind of holding back uh, before making that final decision. But I'm open to any pathway this time. But right now, uh, like a corporate medicine mixed with some clinical aspect, I think right now is a strong interest to me. So I can still do some research, uh, be involved in some public health policies, which I think a lot of us come to Ahmed for, we get that MPH degree to do something more than just treat the one individual that's in the clinic there with us, be able to make a larger impact. But I also don't want to lose sight of the individual. And so having that clinic, I still think keeps you connected, grounded in the in what Ahmed's doing and the policies that are in place and how they affect the physician, the employer, and the employee. 
Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Spencer, um, uh, Walter, uh, for your brilliant talk and uh, best of luck for your future endeavors. Thank you again for having me.